When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The T-Biz Podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the Tea Biz Portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Researchers link a diet that includes tea to high PFAS levels. Flavor-enhancing microbes are at the root of quality tea, and retail tea prices remain high as inflation eases. A hundred and fifty years ago, tea exporters in China faced a dramatic shift in demand. It was due to a conflict on the high seas and fierce commercial competition. The emergence of India as Europe's black tea supplier disrupted almost three centuries of Chinese dominance in the world's most lucrative black tea market. China needed something new, a cream and sugar-friendly alternative to smoky old-fashioned lapsang souchong. The tea was kimam, a modern marble that rivaled Darjeeling at breakfast and the fragrant black teas of uva that were used in salon breakfast blends. Invented in 1875, the aromatic Hong Chao, or red tea, from Kimun County quickly rose to prominence, explains Lillian Shaw, one of Shanghai's first batch of senior tea masters and president of the Canada Tea Institute. She joins Tea Biz to recount the legacy of a Chinese market-savvy entrepreneur, Yu Ganchen, the pioneer of Kimun Black Tea, who developed the processing method for Kimon Black Tea and expanded its sales overseas. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Researchers studying dietary patterns report a link between tea consumption and high levels of so-called forever chemicals likely leached from tea bags and packaging. The study was financed by the U.S. National Institutes of Health and was led by chemists at the Keck School of Medicine at the University of Southern California. 
according to researchers, dietary changes could lower pre- and polyfluoroalkyl PFAS levels in the body based on testing that showed increased levels of consuming certain foods and beverages in a nationally representative sample of 725 young adults. The concentrations of PFAS were highest in those who ate out frequently and those who drank tea and consumed processed foods. Eating food at home demonstrated the opposite. Every 200-gram increase in home-prepared food showed lower levels of PFOS. A single additional serving of tea was linked to 24.8% higher levels of PFHS, a 16.2% higher level of PFHS, and a 12.6% higher PFNA level. Totals also rose among those who consumed pork and hot dogs and processed meats. Researchers expressed concern that even metabolically healthy foods, such as tea, can be contaminated with PFAS, which is known to harm human health. Haley Hampson, a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Southern California, told Technology Networks, quote, Our primary hypothesis is based on a study published last year, which found that some tea bags contain PFAS. This study, conducted in India, tested 108 tea bag samples collected from the Indian market and found that 90% contained detectable PFAS concentrations. End quote. The research team is now testing popular tea brands in a follow up study. Hampson said, quote, We need more research on commercially available tea bags in the USA to determine the degree to which PFAS contamination in tea bags is an issue there. Based on our findings and the findings from other researchers, we are currently performing a study to test for PFAS contamination in tea bags from the U.S. market, end quote. Seafood, fruit, and vegetables, even the air you breathe, have been shown to contain microparticles of toxic polymers known to irritate lungs and cause headaches, asthma, and possibly cancers. Business Insight A research paper published in 2019 calculated a single tea bag when brewed in boiling water releases up to 11.6 billion microplastics and 3.1 billion nanoplastics in a single cup. The plastics implicated were nylon and PET particles found at levels in tea, quote, several magnitudes higher, end quote, than the plastics in other foods. A 2021 study suggested that microwaving tea bags further amplifies the release of nanoparticles. Many brands have since switched to paper tea bags. Inflation is easing, but the cost of making and packing tea is higher than ever because of spiking distribution costs and rising fertilizer prices. In the UK, prices are up 6% compared to last year, but are now rising more slowly. The inflation rate for milk and tea dropped to 2.9% in December. In January 2024, tea cost 10.6% more than it did in January 2023. Last October, 
T costs 15.1% more than in October 2022, according to the Office for National Statistics. Coffee is up by 9.5%, and cocoa and powdered chocolate are up by 12.3%. Sugar spiked 49.6%, according to The Guardian. Analysts are concerned that foods that normally transit the Suez Canal will be impacted as virtually all container ships are now routed past Cape Hope, a detour that adds 10 to 14 days of transit expense. In January, the FAO Food Price Index stood at 118, down 1.2 points, which is about 1% from its December level. The index is 13.7%, which is 10% below its corresponding value one year ago. Eating at home and eating out continues to cost more for Americans. The U.S. Labor Department data showed restaurant prices were 5.1% higher in January than in January 2023. Grocery costs are up 1.2%. A report in the Wall Street Journal advises relief isn't likely to arrive soon. Quote, Restaurants and food company executives say they are still grappling with rising labor costs and some ingredients, such as cocoa, and that they are only getting more expensive. In 1991, according to data from the U.S. Agricultural Department, U.S. consumers spent 11.4% of their disposable income on food. At the time, households were still dealing with steep food price increases following an inflationary period during the 1970s. More than three decades later, food spending has reattained that level, USDA data shows. In 2022, consumers spent 11.3% of their disposable income on food, according to the most recent USDA data available. Americans typically spend less than 10% of their personal disposable income on food. Next, Arvinda and Antheramat in Bengaluru reports on this week's India Tea News. India Tea News for the week ending 24th February 2024. It's budget season. And as state governments announce the budget for the upcoming financial year, the tea industry has been waiting for news on how it will impact them. So far, the Tamil Nadu government has announced an incentive of 2 rupees per kilo to members of the state-owned Indco cooperative in the Nilgiris. This is said to benefit about 27,000 small tea farmers attached to the Indco factories. In Assam, 130,000 houses were to be constructed as per last year's budget, and this year 10% of the houses are being earmarked for tea garden workers, and additionally, funds are being earmarked towards arrears in electricity bill payments in the tea communities. In West Bengal, the finance minister has said that 2,500 acres of unused land in tea gardens has been recovered, and land rights given to 23,000 workers in the duars. The housing scheme continues to be in focus with land rights and funds for house construction included. Also, five tourism projects on 40 estates in the region have been approved. In other news, the Hindu Business Line reported that the barter agreement between Iran and Sri Lanka continues this year, which means India will see a loss in the Iran market for tea. 
2023, Iran's India's tea shipment to Iran decreased from 54.45 million kilos seen in 2019 to 6 million. Uh, this is because of a barter between Iran and Sri Lanka to settle the latter's oil debt of 250 million US dollars for fuel purchases made in 2012. And this agreement will continue uh, all the way till September 2027. Lastly, a study published in the Plant Beverage Research Journal reveals that there are new traits uh, to the Camellia sinensis Assamica varietal, and this is seen in research conducted by researchers from both India and China who've been using S&P markers and population genetics tools. They have found that Assam tea is unique in several aspects and uh, what is grown in Assam as Assamica tea plant is different from the same varietal grown in Yunnan. And this new understanding presents new possibilities and a new hybrid within Assam tea that could well increase re increase yield and be more climate resistant. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. A hundred and fifty years ago, tea exporters in China faced a dramatic shift in demand. It was due to a conflict on the high seas and fierce commercial competition. The emergence of India as Europe's black tea supplier disrupted almost three centuries of Chinese dominance in the world's most lucrative black tea market. China needed something new, a cream and sugar-friendly alternative to smoky old-fashioned lapsang souchong. The tea was kimum, a modern marble that rivaled Darjeeling at breakfast and the fragrant black teas of uva that were used in salon breakfast blends. Invented in 1875, the aromatic Hong Cha, or red tea, from Kimun County quickly rose to prominence, explains Lillian Shaw, one of Shanghai's first batch of senior tea masters and president of the Canada Tea Institute. She joins TeaBiz to recount the legacy of a Chinese market-savvy entrepreneur, Yu Ganshen, the pioneer of Kimun Black Tea, who developed the processing method for Kimun Black Tea and expanded its sales overseas. Lillian Shaw grew up in Shanghai, China, a region that has been the commercial hub of tea export for centuries. In China, tea artists are certified by local government officials who test their competency. Lillian is among the first batch of senior tea masters and became the instructor at Shanghai Tea Institute and, simultaneously, 
the chief evaluator at the Shanghai Municipal Bureau of Labor. She helped compile the textbook Senior Tea Artist and lectures widely. She and her staff in Canada offer a seven-level curriculum for adults and teens. The organization, she says, quote, is committed to popularizing tea knowledge, using tea as a link to strengthen cultural exchange among all ethnic groups, all classes, and all ages, end quote. The Society hosts educational tea parties, tea-themed activities, and tastings, including a public introduction to Runsi Kihong Kimum Tea, sponsored by Unwe Gorum Tea Company. Lillian and I met at the Toronto Tea Festival in January. Thank you so much for joining us on the Tea Biz Podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Dan. When I saw that you were pouring Kimum at the Tea Festival, I had to stop by. Hong Chan is experiencing a revival in China as millions line up daily for their milk tea. Kimum has a special place in the story of black tea as it is the first modern market-driven tea. Tea fragrance has always appealed to tea drinkers. Jasmine is one of the oldest and remains the most famous of all scented teas globally. But the European royalty and upper-class preference for milk and sugar, crumpets and dainties, limited sales of green tea creating an opening that Kimum quickly filled. Will you share the history of this fascinating tea? First of all, probably I would like to talk a little bit about the the history of black tea, especially Kimum, become a kind of key, which is when it is invented, it is specifically to meet the needs of Westerners. Because we know that at the later Qin Dynasty, um, which is around 1650 or 17. Um, most of them is from Wuyi Mountain, which is in Fujian province, uh, which is a south province in China. So the Wuyi tea has been exported as the representative of Chinese tea. So at that time, most of the Wuyi tea is agreed as green tea. Uh, actually, it's not um, black tea, but until... Uh, uh, 1875, uh, there is a um, tax officer called Yu Gancheng, so Mr. Yu. Uh, he is a tax officer there in Fujian province, and he dealing a lot with um, um, tea groups there, tea, tea uh, exported there. And he knows this is a large um, quantity, which is tea exported to, we tea exported to Western at that time, um, that time is around 1875. So he then, uh, unfortunately, has been dismissed um, by emperor. So he go back to Anhui province, Jiangxi province. They are very close to, to his hometown. Then he's in the why not? Because the hometown also has tea trees. And he understands that in a nice environment, in a very good environment, you can get good teas. So he said, why not using the hometown tea trees has the same process with the Ui black tea. So we can make those black teas. We can also sell to the uh, to Western. That's why he is making this Kimun tea. Kimun is actually 
a name of the area, is name of a location there in, in, in China. So that's why he invent that specific process of Kimun tea in 1875. And what he copied is the process of Wu black tea. And there is a very famous Wu black tea at the time is Lam San Xiu Chong. So Zheng San Xiao Zhong, that is in Chinese pronunciation, uh, but I think in English probably pronounces Lam San Xiu Chong. So actually he copied the the a kind of uh, process uh, which is of Lam San Xiu Chong and the black tea in Wu area, then in that Kimun tea. He really understand what the needs of the Western people, such as like you see the Kimun black teas, they are not as as Kung Fu black teas. Um, in now nowadays you see most of China um, black teas is like a hoopies, but in as it back to that time, and you can see even now the tea black tea is has been cutting. It's not a whole piece when one of the procedure is is cutting. So that brings the kimun tea a stronger taste. The strong trade between China and the UK that dated to 1664 and in a rocky period beginning in 1839 through 1842 as the first gardens were planted in Assam and Darjeeling, and again in 1856 and 60, when victory in the Second Opium War gave Western powers unfettered access to Chinese products. Kimon marketers understood that winning competitions in the West and celebrity endorsements by royalty would appeal to Europeans and tea drinkers in North America. He is was quite familiar with the um, tea growers and the tea export uh, tea importers from Western Fujian province in Fuzhou city. So he actually contacted them and uh, to sell those tea to Western. Then he keep on to marketing this because the Kimon black tea, when the period of Kimon black tea, actually there's already got the Indian black teas and Sri Lanka black teas. So um, he, what he did is the Kimon black tea actually was, is uh, more actively to looking for the uh, international market or world market. So they join one of the cases, they joined the competition in uh, 1915 uh, in Panama International Exposition. And in that exposition, Kimon black tea was competed with Indian black teas and the Sri Lanka black teas and finally win the gold medal and be the number one and which is being um, really um, renowned by the Westerns including the uh, British, uh, the Queen and the uh, royal family become the um, royal afternoon tea, tea menu. And at that time, the queen and the royal families are giving the Kimon black tea a really good appreciate and give it a name such as the hero of the tea, the best of the fragrance, those names, So, which makes Kimon black tea quite famous at that time. Then it has been uh, exported to Britain, brought to uh, America as well. 
The tea was so popular that cumin became the main component in English breakfast blends. In 1879, more than 70% of tea sold in London was from China. By 1900, China's market share at the London Tea Auction had declined to 10%, but even then the most popular Ceylon and Indian blends of Assam weren't considered complete without at least 10 to 12% chemum. Early mass-market blends, including Lipton and Twinings, featured African teas to give color. Blenders added Assam tea for astringency. Why was chemum so popular? Chemum blend tea is, uh, it is popular because its uh, characteristics like for the aroma, very unique aroma, because the aroma is combined with um, the floral note, the fruity note, and the honey sweet. So it's very special. We, we would, uh, until even now, when we distinguish if this black tea is chemo black tea or not chemo black tea, the, we were we we looking for the chemo aroma. So what we call the chemo aroma. So what is chemo aroma? That is the combination and the balance of the floral note, fruity note, and the honey sweet. Tea masters undertake a fascinating process to create that aroma. Yes, the process, which is starting from weathering, then rolling, then fermentation, then drying. I mean, those are the uniform um, process of black tea. But how come it get out this uh, very unique chemo aroma? That has been, I think, mainly two reasons. So the tea tree breed and where does it plant? Let's see if this plant in the proper place, which is in Kimun, um, Dongzhi, Shitai, those what we call the coal tea gardens, with the local tea tree breed, we call it Zhu Ye Zhong. Uh, so these two main um, reasons make the make this tea with these. Uh, aroma, but another very important, I, I can say, a uh, critical steps for for cumin to gain this aroma, is because when in the process, also it is also uh, doing the uh, fermentation and uh, experience the fermentation and the drying. However, when it is drying, especially because cumin black teas has two drying process. One is a high temperature to bring out all those moist, uh, most of the moistures. Then it goes through the lower temperature drying, which is only 30 degrees. Now, then that low temperature uh, drying process, then it develops, develops those uh, aromas. We know that all those tea breeds, all those tea trees has um, very complex and uh, hundreds those uh, aromatic compounds. And for Kimun tea and the lower temperature drying facilitates the development of those um, uh, aroma compounds. Uh, so it will bring out those um, grass uh, aromas and make the tea uh, which is like a floral or orchid floral aromas um, being a ob obvious character of the cumin tea. 
So it helps to preventing violate uh, compounds that could be degraded um, at high temperature because some uh, aroma um, compounds will be degraded or ruined by high temperature. So that's why I think the low temperature drying is one of the very important um, skills and techniques uh, to develop this chemo aroma. One of the reasons chemo is so important to the traditional Solomon Sorlauka blended breakfast teas is because they are fired at a high temperature in a furnace, which drives off aromatic compounds. Chemo adds a distinctive and pleasant aroma as you pour the hot water. Yes, chemo aromas becomes very unique. As I said, when you distinguish if it's chemo tea, actually chemo black tea is is also very unique among all those Chinese black teas. I do not there are uh, more than hundreds of uh, black teas, kung fu black teas in China, but the chemo always keep the number one, uh, and it's very very unique. So people can say it is chemo. Black tea, or is not cumin black tea, is because of its unique aroma. We tell listeners a little more about Runsi Kuihang Kimum Tea brand. I was very impressed tasting the tea at the Toronto Tea Festival, and so were the many others crowded around your booth. Uh, actually, um, the Kimum black tea that we bring to Canada now is from. It used to be state-owned companies, and also the biggest one. It is called Boren. Uh, uh, tea Company Limited. And we know that Kimun uh, um, Tea is invented by Mr. Yu Gancheng, as I just said, in the end of Qing Dynasty, which is 1875, around that day, around that year. And so the Guoren uh, Tea Company was the predecessor before the uh, China Republic, uh, Republic of China People's Republic of China uh, in 1949. And there are those private tea houses. One of them is the uh, Yugancheng Tea House. The later on, in 1950, um, China, the China established those um, tea factories, which is state-owned tea factories in Guizhi, and combined and uh, merged those private tea houses set up those new machines, tea machines, because in the history of Chinese tea, it mainly divided into um, before the new China, which is People's Republic of China, and after, which is 1949 or after 1949. So before 1949, they are mainly for um, handmade, private right. tea house, uh, small to medium uh, scale size, and handmade. But afterwards, after 1949, around the 1950s, uh, not only in uh, Anhui, which is the Kimun tea area, but also some other tea factories in China all around, they start to set up the tea factories, like modern tea factories, with machines. Around 2003-2005, the Chinese tea factories also experienced another important reform, reformation, uh, which is from the state-owned to the company limited and become the biggest uh, tea company 
with especially for chemo blood tea. So we know that it even the um, the fat trace always producing the um, diplomatic gift teas for for those um, our diplomatic guests such as the uh, Prime Minister uh, Sachel in Lady Sachel in from um, Britain or the Queen uh, Elizabeth from Britain at that time. So um, nowadays, Rinsi Tea Company is growing as the biggest uh, chemo black tea uh, company. It has 12 EU certified tea gardens and also enjoy the title of National Standard Chemo Black Tea Base um, in China. So as Kimon tea, black tea is frequently choosing as diplomatic gifts is also from uh, Renzi company, uh, Guoren company. The brand is Renzi. Uh, so we know most of the tea, uh, we say the highest grade is premium, but only for Kimon tea, the highest grade is not premium. About that, there is other grade is called gift on top of premium. That's why it, why we have this uh, gift grid is because chemo bread tea always being chosen as a national diplomatic gift. That's a prestigious role. According to the China Tea Marketing Association, 7,300 metric tons of chemo tea are produced on 12,600 hectares of the land. The tea is primarily for export generating 5.52 billion won, about 808 million in U.S. dollars annually. Will you explain the role that growers play in this process? In China, most of it's like farmers will contract their uh, tea land, their land growing teas to the uh, factory or enterprise. If you want to become the tea manufacturer, the first thing is you're looking for some land and talking with the farmers there and the contract with them for long term, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. And to with this contract, the, then the uh, farmers will uh, pick up the uh, fresh leaves and uh, I mean, all those fresh leaves will be belong to the factory, but the farmers still need to pick it and they get a labor uh, the money of labor. Besides, they get the contract money. So this is to, this is the way uh, in China what they do. Thanks for explaining that. Let's talk about the institute, the Canada Tea Institute. We created um, the Canada Tea Institute is, uh, is lab established in 2017, and it is a not-for-profit organization. Um, we mainly want to improve the tea culture and the tea education, and and the late and also we are trying these days we are trying to uh, improve the economic development development of tea as well. So um, most of our um, members uh, are tea professionals and the tea enthusiasts. We also have our guiding principle. They are traditional spirits of tea masters such as. Harmony, humble, genuine, and eco. Those is the those are four guiding principles of our institute. What we do is um, we organizing tea related events and activities, um, tea master training programs, uh, sometimes study trips, 
Um, the study we organize study trips to China, and hopefully we can organize study trips to other um, tea growing countries such as Japan or some other countries uh, later on. And also, um, it's already been six years. Yes, uh, six years. So we been organized more than I think a hundred tea themed events. So a lot of them. Um, and we would like to. What we want to do is to to make the uh, Canadian tea market is more vital and uh, with more diverse and more active. I was pleased to see all the young people at your booth. I really found a lot of people in different ages. They are interested in tea, and I was surprised that there were so many of them. And the young people, uh, I can say from even from my own, because I am um, currently is giving tea courses to um, tea, giving tea courses. So uh, I will feel the young people; um, they are more they, they they are more interested into it, uh, which means they might do not know too much about the tea compared with experienced tea. Uh, lovers, but they choose a uh, high interesting of tea. They want to know um, what it is or what's the culture behind it and what are the different it, they, they're interesting to main things not only for um, like the tea categories so, uh, this tea and that tea how to infuse, what it did taste, those physical things, but they also pay attention to uh, what behind that, the tea culture, what makes it, why we will drink it, why we drink tea like that, uh, those cultural things, and how do we brew it, what tea, even what the tea wears um, will match this tea, such as like for kimun tea, black teas, usually we use a teapot in China, or a gai wan, uh, which is a coverable cup something like that. But for green teas, I also having some green teas and uh, uh, flower teas. And they they will see, oh, they, okay, they will like a glass, uh, which is translucent, they can see this tea inside of it. So they interesting about how to brew it or what's the culture. I think it's very, very amazing. I mean, um, usually because uh, probably like 10 years ago or even seven years ago, uh, we see most of the tea lovers uh, have some, uh, they love teas because they are like 40 years old or 50 years old. Uh, they love teas, but uh, young people, they will like um, coffee and other Coca-Cola, those drinks, the fast drinks as well. Um, but now I see it maybe is because milk tea, I should say. Uh, you see all those bubble teas and milk teas. So tea has been engaged to the um, young people's life as a kind of drink, as a kind of uh, daily drink. Then from the bubble tea, they will pay attention to this is green tea, this is black tea, this is oolong tea. Then they want uh, seeking for deeper, seeking for more information of the black teas or different teas, street teas, then 
I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.